Good morning. So I want to encourage us this morning from the life of Miriam and the life of the first Joseph. Um, this, the idea for this started a few weeks ago. I was watching a, an animated Christmas movie with my kids, and it did a really good job of showing the difficulties of Miriam and her Joseph in the time leading up to, to giving birth. And I felt like the Lord was saying, hey, dude, you think if you're obedient that it's going to be roses and sunshine and just blessings and no difficulty. And that's not what happened for Miriam. Um, so then Tom asked me to, to give the drosh this week. And coincidentally, it uh, lines up perfectly with the life of the first Joseph as well. So... I'm going to tell a little bit of their stories, and I want to read them like we don't know the end, right? Because all of us were in the middle of our story, and we don't know the end. And it's, it's easy to read the life of Joseph, and you know what's coming. It's like, ah, you know, he endured some hardship, but it was worth it. But he didn't know it at the time, right? He goes down to Egypt, and he has no hope of ever seeing his family, and yet he's faithful to the Lord. Right? Okay. So, Joseph. Try to go quick. His mother dies while he's in childbirth. His brothers hate him. The Lord gives him dreams about being a ruler. His brothers and his father mock him over the dreams. He goes up to inquire about the shalom of his brothers. They decide to, to kill him by throwing him in a pit. But they end up just selling him into slavery. But the Lord is with him. He becomes the chief slave in the house of Potiphar. But while he's there, he has to continually resist the unwanted advances of Mrs. Potiphar. And for his righteousness, he gets thrown in prison. Okay, so pause. We know what's going to happen. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He's been trying to be faithful and obedient, and it's not going well. If we're there watching this from the outside, we think he sinned, right? The Lord's, the Lord's giving him his just desserts for his sin, right? One would, would easily understand how he feels uh, rejected and abandoned by the Lord. But that's not what it says. The Lord is still with him in prison. And he rises uh, to have authority there as well. Then the baker and the cupbearer come. He interprets their dreams uh, by the power of the Lord. And he has a glimmer of hope that he can get out. He says to the cupbearer, please remember me and get me out of this house. And he forgets him. So he spends two more years in jail. And then finally the cupbearer remembers him. He comes out, he's raised to prominence, when he's before Pharaoh and he's uh, interpreting the dreams, it doesn't seem like he's bitter. He says, does not interpretation of dreams belong to the Lord? He's still serving the Lord. After, this is probably 10 years of slavery and imprisonment. He's still serving the Lord. So through years of faithful obedience and suffering, hardship, loneliness, humiliation, and isolation, the Lord uses him to save the lives of many, including his own family. 
and he becomes part of God's redemptive work in the earth. But it took a long time, and it was really hard, even though he was being obedient. Okay, so Miriam, a righteous girl living in troubled times. The angel comes and says, you're going to carry the Messiah. She says, in obedience, let it be done to me according to your word. And then the trouble starts almost immediately. So her betrothed wants to put her away quietly. He doesn't believe this story. Who would? Unfortunately, the Lord intervenes, and Joseph is on board now. But you know there's still some level of ostra, uh, they're, they're ostracized to some level in their community. <clears throat> um, so they get married, and from Joseph's perspective, it's kind of a bummer because they don't get to consummate it for months yet, right? <laughs> so his, his obedience had some struggle as well. Um, so then she comes near to the time to have birth, and Joseph shows up and says, hey, let's go hiking. We're going to hike and camp for 100 miles down to Bethlehem. And for at least my wife, this, this point when you're great with child is a lot of pain, and uh, you can't get comfortable, and you just want to be done. It's not a good time to go hiking and camping, sleeping on the hard ground. So if, if you're Miriam, seriously, you're, you're carrying the Son of God, you'd think the Lord could show you some kindness and favor, right? <laughs> but it's difficulty. So they, they walk 100 miles, probably, to Bethlehem. They get there, and the Lord goes before them and makes a way for them, and they have the baby in a barn. They're away from their family. You can imagine her there. No one would, would blame her for feeling like, you know, the Lord could have been kinder. It doesn't say, I'm, I'm just imagining, it doesn't say that she had a bad attitude. And I think she probably didn't have a bad attitude. But one could understand some, some feelings of doubt. So they have the baby, the Magi come, seems like things are okay for a little bit, and then they have to flee for their life in the middle of the night and go to Egypt. So over the period of the first several years, from when the angel comes until Yeshua is a couple of years old, they have a lot of struggle and difficulty. But through their faithful obedience, through suffering, hardship, loneliness, humiliation, in isolation, the Lord uses them to bring about the salvation of the world. They were obedient, and it was hard. Okay, so here's the encouragement. <laughs> so it, it's easy for me to expect that if I'm obedient, things are going to go well. Um, but that's not always true, right? Our story's not done. If you feel like things aren't going well, and you're wondering if maybe you heard the Lord or you missed the Lord, don't evaluate it based only on your circumstances. So maybe we can be disobedient, and it's also hard, right? So you need to check in with the Lord, check in with some, some mature believers. Um, but just because things are hard doesn't mean you missed the Lord. doesn't mean that he's not with you. You're in good company. The company of Joseph, who before he was the prince of Egypt, he was the falsely accused. The company of Miriam, 
the single mother, the company of the prophets who went before us, the early church which was persecuted, the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11, of whom the world was not worthy. The middle of their story is hard. Anybody who's read the Lord of the Rings knows the middle of the story is hard, and it's hopeless, and there's a lot of doubt, right? But the Lord is with us. He's promised he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's promised peace that passes understanding, meaning your circumstances are hard, but you still have peace, and his very own joy will be our strength. These are the promises, not sunshine and roses. So a final encouragement from the life of Yeshua when he's on the cross. So in the natural, he's been totally defeated and humiliated. Naked and dying. And Colossians 2 tells us, though, what's going on in the spirit. He's making a public spectacle of the enemy. Triumphing over him and disarming him. As he's humiliated on the cross. So, when things are hard, be encouraged. Yeshua said, in the world you'll have trouble, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.